and welcome to episode five of Community D. My name is Sarah, or the BAMs if you got it, or SB. Um, and yeah, we're going to get straight into it. Just before that, actually, I will like to say a big thank you to everyone who's listened to the podcast so far. Thank you for your feedback. Please do continue to use the hashtag Community D Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and I will see all of your comments and feedback. So yeah, um, let's get into it. I'll uh, let my my latest guest introduce himself. Hello guys, my name is Edwin. Um, thanks for inviting me down today. <laughs> and Edwin, what do you do? Um, currently, you... I run a mental health um, service um, platform that aims to reduce the stigma attached to mental health and promote better mental health all around. That's amazing. And then how long have you been doing that for? Um... October will be a year. Wow, so it's October's anniversary. It. Anniversary time, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, a backstory from when I um, met Ed, I was actually going through a really tough time myself. So I, um, for those who follow me on social media, they uh, will know that I suffer from anxiety. Um, I get it quite severely at times. Um, just one of those periods, uh, Ed actually reached out to me on Instagram uh, and we started uh, talking from there. So Ed's been an amazing support for me in terms of uh, really just trying to take time out for myself and, and not blaming myself. So like you said, that stigma mm, that comes yeah. around mental health um, has really helped with that. And, and Reset as well, which is your yeah. mental health charity. Uh, I've been to one of the sessions and honestly... It's one of the best decisions that I've made. Just being around people who are going through some of the things that you have gone through and can openly talk about it. Because it's very, you know, it's a brave thing to do. It's scary, isn't it, to it's talk about? super, Especially super in public. scary. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even to my friends who are like meant to be my close friends and yeah. family, um, I struggled a lot. And it was only when I actually opened up about how I felt mm. and, and what it did to me mentally... I got to understand that actually other people are going through this as well. And, and you're right, you know, there's a stigma attached to it that we we have to break. Yeah. Um, so it was really important actually to come, uh, for you to come onto the podcast because we're going to talk today about mental health. Um, kind of mental health as a whole, but... Can't get my words out. Mental health specifically in relationships because relationships, you know, will have a big impact on your mental health. So just kind of having a talk about that, what that looks like, um, and, you know, maybe helping someone in the process. Yeah. Um, so just before we get into that main topic, we're going to start with uh, the first part of the pod, uh, one part that I particularly enjoy, which is called um, Build Your Boo. So the way Build Your Boo... <laughs> More like Build a Bear, you have to Build a Boo. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And um, so the way Build Your Boo works is very, very simple. Uh, so you have a minute and uh, in that minute you are required to, I say you're required, well, wow, like a teacher, you are required. required yeah. No, so in that minute you just essentially need to um, say what attributes you would like in a partner. So if God was listening to you right now, and he was going to grant you your every wish when it came to a type of um, partner that you would like, you essentially need to describe that. So if you have a celebrity in mind, you can talk about that celebrity and why you've chosen that celebrity. Otherwise, if you have uh, a particular uh, attribute or particular partner, then um, go with that. Are you ready? 
Yes. Let, <laughs> let me just do it straight away without overthinking. Let's go. Okay. Um, so physically, I don't know, it's really hard. Um, I feel, you know, people will go with having a certain look. I don't know. I think it just depends. It could be their aura. I like okay. I, I like a good smile. Yeah. Um, but in regards to just attributes in general, just someone I could kind of build with. If it's like a business, like a 50-50 thing, someone I can travel, build with. You want them to technically be your best friend, someone yeah. you can learn from, grow with, be open with. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's really hard now, isn't it? Because there's so much you could, you can meet someone that doesn't meet it, but then they could mold into it. But I think, yeah, essentially that's, how much time have I got there? You got 20 seconds, okay. well, 50 seconds now. So um, yeah, just someone that understands my journey, I understand theirs. Um, someone, you know, that's got goals that I can work alongside with because I've got things I want to achieve as well. Ambitious, family orientated, God fearing. Um, I think I stopped there. That's yeah, <laughs> you're literally <laughs> right hard, on time. Man. You're right on time. So perfect. Um, so yeah, I feel like you. It, it's quite interesting actually because maybe because I've had slightly older guests, uh, the majority or all the guests that I've had on the show so far mm. um, have been thirty and over, and most of them have kind of gone towards the um more the attributes rather than like the physical side of partners do you think that that's changed for you since you've got like I've, you've grown i think naturally there's like two ways i see it. i see you could you know naturally be attracted to someone that draws you into talking to them initially or someone could grow on you yeah but just because they're attractive doesn't mean they're good for you or yeah they fit what you need or what's right for you but, you know, naturally, I think there's, there's different levels of attraction. So yeah. naturally, someone could be beautiful, but there could be something that you picked up on someone, their smile, their aura, the way they walk, the way yeah. they dress. So I think when you put that all aside, I think the older you re- you get, you realise that sometimes that's nice, but then what else do you have? You know, yeah. you have to have some, yeah. some, some substance. And yes. that substance has to be, you know, connect with your substance, you know? Yeah. So, and if... You don't want to be with, you know, something that's hollow so they can look good, but then there's nothing, you know, inside it. So I think maybe with the older generation, we're realising even though looks is important, attraction is important, but there's other elements that are even more important. A question that I did want to ask was, you mentioned that sometimes it is, you are initially attracted to someone, but Mm. then sometimes the person grows in you. And I think that's quite an interesting um, thing to say, just because... Sometimes if someone grows on you, it doesn't also mean that they are the person for you. Like, imagine, for example, you have a woman who's really attracted to you. Have you ever had that where someone's really attracted to you? Maybe you're not so attracted to them, but over time Mm. you've become more attracted to them, but it hasn't ended up working out because your initial thought wasn't right. I mean, do you feel like that's potentially an issue as well? Yeah, so when I said that um, about it um, growing on you, maybe you just didn't realise them what I'm saying so okay so like uh, yes, yeah yes, so yes, your, your yes, eye yes. could have been on someone that you've seen but there could have been someone in your circle that you may have thought they're attractive but they're your friend or yeah. but then they've grown over on you over time because where you're going through all these situations and you're meeting people you're not realizing what's always been around you is what you've been looking for yeah but because you've either grown up with that person they're your friend or situation they could be in a relationship you could you kind of put them to the side but then over time you realize wow like this person's always been here and like yeah 
So it's about that awareness. And I think that's actually really timely because I know like quite quite a few times I've been told, oh, you know, what about this guy? What about this guy? Especially mm. as I've gone into my 30s. I say go into my 30s, turning 30. Mm. People have been like, oh, but what about this guy? Like, you know, you never really considered him. Um, and I, I mean, for me personally, I know, look, the guys that are around me, I know where they fit and I'm comfortable with that. But sometimes it is a case where you don't necessarily you aren't necessarily aware until you sit down and you think about it. And, and you as a person change as mm. well. So sometimes you're just a bit like, actually I've changed and now I've changed. I do want someone who has been my friend first. I'm yeah. 100% an advocate of having your partner be your friend first because they need to know you inside out. Um, it's like a important foundation, isn't it? Yeah, so 100%. It's I a, think when everything falls down, you need that. Because sometimes in life we get angry at people, but we don't realize they don't know us. Yeah. So, but if you. Oh, you change. Yeah, you change. But if you have a friendship, there's that, that you can't, that's one thing you can't take away. Looks can go, um, other attributes can go, but that friendship and that understanding as a foundation will never ever go. Especially if you have that understanding, you've been through experiences together, you've grown through. So, I think it's important in any relationship that you actually try. And find uh, a time where you actually get to know each other. Because a lot of people don't get to know each other. They get together and they think they know each other, but they know each other more either in a relationship purpose, sexual way, but not actually as, do I actually know you? Do I know you? Um, No, I completely, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, Okay, right. So I feel like, I mean, actually... Two things, two more things before we move on. Firstly, I have to ask. I'm, I've been asking everyone yeah. so far, and I feel like I have to ask you as well. Are you single, Ed? Yes, I'm single. Are you open to a relationship, Ed? I think, I, yeah, I'm open to it. But I just, I think, for me, I'm not looking. Okay. I'm just allowing things Whatever to Whatever happens happen, yeah. to happen. Okay, yeah. And that's yeah. A, I think that's a good stance to have, to be fair. Like, you don't have to actively seek, because sometimes you seek... And you almost manifest what you think you should find when actually that's may not be the best thing for you. So I, I get I get that. But definitely if you see someone that you think, yeah, maybe don't inaction is like, yeah. oh, it's the worst thing. Honestly, I could speak forever and ever about men who want something. You could tell they want something, but they're inactive. Like mm. it's just going to stop you from potentially so- meeting the love of your life. Question for you. What yeah. about as a female? What about the inactivity on the female side? What do you mean? So if you like someone, yeah. how would you... Like, obviously, you inactivity on my side is not letting it be known or approaching yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. So as a female, if there's someone you like, what did... What do I do? Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like I make it known that I like them. Mm. So I will say, like... I wouldn't say I like you, but... There's a level of interest that you get from me personally. I can't mm. talk for everyone that you wouldn't necessarily get if I didn't like you, if yeah. that makes sense. And if I'm engaging in conversation with you, there's something about you that intrigues or interests me. Yeah. Now, if you want to pursue that and make it something else for you know, any guy that is interested in me in, in return, then you need to... You need to make that happen yeah. because, and again, this is my own personal opinion. It's not to say everyone should agree, but I feel like 
a woman tends to be a bit more sure when she likes someone that, okay, this is what I want to pursue. Mm. Um, whilst I feel with guys, when they are sure, they will pursue. When they're not sure, they kind of sit on the fence. Mm. Um, so my personal preference is I would prefer a man, and not necessarily pursue me, but he says first, yeah. there's an interest. Um, and I also think it's a two-way thing that mm. you gauge each other's, I guess, how much you like each other. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to suddenly just not give you anything and you're suddenly meant to pursue me and, and meant yeah. to go for it. I'm going to give you something. And then you make a decision. Okay. And in person, you know what, from a, like a very, from an attribute side of things, I just like a guy with balls. Yeah. I like a guy that can literally just go and, you know, get what he wants. So for me, being able to say, okay, this is, mm. I'm thinking, okay, maybe something could happen. That for me is attractive. Okay. That adds to the attractiveness, even if there are other things. Because, you know, you could be a nice guy, but sometimes nice guys finish last. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe it's true. Sometimes they do. Yeah. And it's not, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm not going to... I'm not going to consider you if you don't pursue me, yeah. but it's just going to make things harder. Yeah. Because even if I, even if I am proactive, am I going to be proactive the whole time we date? Mm. What's that going to look like long term? Yeah. Am I going to respect that? I have to think about those things as well. So I'm like, I want to see some of those attributes from the onset. When am I going to see your proactivity? When am I going to see your, you know, activeness? Mm. If if that's not happening, then I don't know how that's going to work out long term. I know me, I can be very proactive. So, yeah. um, and what was the other thing I was going to ask you? I can't remember now. I was like, so are you single? Are you looking? And there was something else. I can't remember. If I remember, I'll say. But anyway, all good. I feel like, yeah. Oh, that was it. Physical attributes. If you had to kind of, okay, pick three. Three physical attributes that. Three. Smile. Yeah. Wow, you're really thinking about this. I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> I'm not because uh, I try not to be too shallow no more and just say this, this, that because anything is changeable, isn't it? Yeah. But I'm thinking of three things. You don't have to. Someone... You can, okay. I feel like you can be a little bit shallow. It's okay to be a little bit shallow. You, you need to be attract. Physical attraction is a part of a relationship, so there's an element of shallowness that everyone has. I feel like you can do. Mm. You can. You can. You can permit yourself in this instance. Let's come back to it. Let's come back to it. Okay, wow. That is the the politically correct way to say, I like bets and I cannot lie. I'm just not going to deny on the pod. Right, okay. Plead the fifth. (laughs) You plead the fifth, exactly. All right, so um, moving on to our next section, which is the main topic. So we're going to talk about uh, mental health and uh, relationships. So kind of starting from the beginning, what made you start reset what what why did you find that was uh, an important thing to have um so it was on the back of me suffering with my mental health so yeah. in 2015 um i set myself a challenge um to go to 12 countries um in 12 months um i got up to the eighth country but leading up to as the months gone by um i knew i felt something was different so um yeah, I just don't, like, I can't pinpoint where it was exactly, but I knew I wasn't feeling right. And then it came to August when I came back September, and I literally had a breakdown, and I was housebound for two years, signed myself off work, 
was suffering severely from OCD, so I couldn't be around people, didn't leave my room most of the time. Didn't, couldn't do little things like hold my niece in the first two years of her being born. I didn't really drink or eat that much. Most stuff I used was disposable. Um, I suffered from anxiety, so I couldn't be around people. I would have panic attacks. Um, yeah, and fell into deep depression during that time. So on the back of that, um, I made the decision that, you know, if death is the end result, I'd rather die trying than, you know, die. Because at points I was suicidal. I um, had suicidal thoughts. So I said, OK, if death is going to be the end result, I'd rather try. And knowing that everything continues while I'm not here means that people are left suffering. So I'd rather take the suffering like of my like siblings and my mum than take put it on them. So that's what kind of made me start the journey back. And I promised myself, like, I asked God if he gets me through this, I'll start something. Mm. So once I got a while after a year, so I just had to even though I didn't want to, because a part of me just wanted to be like, I don't want to go through this again, but I made a promise, so I just stuck by it. Started reset, um, just to provide a platform. And yeah, so reset in itself is just the name in general is just to reset, like to rechange everything up. But then there's an acronym for remember every situation encourages transformation. Mm. Just to show no matter what you go through in life, no matter the circumstances, you can transform. Like your situation at that time is not the end and all, you know. And um, yeah, it's just situations need to... Things need to happen in, in order for you to grow, but it doesn't have to put you down. So a lot of it is a matter of perception as well. So, yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, it's, I think it's amazing to hear what you've been through and, and, mm. and to hear that, you know, you've gotten yourself to a place where you, you are able to help others. But, I mean, it's also heartbreaking. I mean... I hope you don't mind me. You're thirty. Yeah. Thirty one. You're thirty one. You're thirty one, yeah. and to have been through all of that at still quite a young age, it's it's heartbreaking because you know I'm sure there were times where it was like you felt like you were on your own and you felt yeah. It's it's, it's quite interesting because it's like even though I had so much people around me, yeah, I felt so lonely because no one could relate. Yeah. So this is why I tried to create research just so yeah. people can relate to people because as much as yeah. people love you and want to be there for you. It's hard when you're in a hard, a certain place um, just to re- speak to them or have them speak back to you and understand because, yeah. you know, you feel that they don't understand where you're coming from. So it was hard. It was possibly yeah, the hardest thing because, I as I tell people, going down was the easy part because I'm not aware of what suffering I'm going to endure. Yeah. But coming back up, I know what I'm facing and what yeah. I have to go through is like, I'm running back through everything that I was scared of or that, that hurt me. But I've just kind of seen it as like, you know, seen this whole experience as a testimony. And like, yeah, every testimony starts with a test, right? That's mm. the word. So mm. my testimony, which I hope will tell a story to help others, is the beginning is the test and the end is the why, right? And yeah. the end of the testimony is why. Yeah. So it's why did I go through the test? Wow. A word, a word, yeah. a word right so here. Why did I go through it? Why did? Why is it you? Why have did you experience it? And I think that why is probably God showing me that I have a purpose and that mm, purpose is mm. using this situation to help others. Yeah. So it's kind of, as much as it took away from me, it took a lot away from me. It yeah. took like financially, physically, mentally. It took a lot family-wise, friends-wise. It took a lot out of me, but it's given me so much yeah. in regards to, it's allowed me to realise 
how important it was to maybe relook at my life in general. Sometimes yeah. we get lost. So in terms of my relationship with my friends, my family, God. Um, so as much as it's taken away, it's given me back and it's allowed me to create this platform that which I hope to grow and help it to help as much people as possible. Yeah, no, yeah. of course. Um, I mean, what have been your experiences with research so far? So like what have been the experiences that you've had with people that have joined research, that have been to any of your sessions? Because you run... Uh, a monthly session, mm. one of which I've been to, uh, and you won the weekly sessions. So. Yeah, so I wanted to do something because mental health is not only, you know, there's other things that can attribute to you, you know, promoting better mental health, um, yeah. including self-care. So I, I've started free fitness sessions on Sundays mornings, which I've just come from. Yeah. And Crush um, Restaurant, um, they support us by giving us half price vouchers for s smoothies and food. So I just wanted to not only have Reset as their support, but just not only to support people in um, the time of need, but just also to promote good mental health. Yeah. And I think it comes in hand with physical health. So I think if you feel good, you think good, you act 100%, good. 100%, yes. So I've started that. And then also, in the back of some people reaching out that can't make it to the group sessions, yeah. I collaborating with Nando's. Yeah. So they actually cover me taking people out on a one-to-one -one basis to yeah. talk. So I think on average I've seen about 20 people so far. Wow. So um, what we do, we go out... Because everything's better over food, right? Yeah, everything is yeah. better over food, definitely. So I didn't want to go out and, you know, have a situation where we're talking face-to-face -face and you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So Nando's jumped up on that. So we just eat, then we take a drink, then we take a walk down the pier and just speak. Yeah. So just something, something a bit different. And we're... In the process, I, well, I'm in the process now of sorting out some new stuff that will be launched mm. next year. So definitely, um, I mean, it, it's just, it's amazing. And I know for someone like me who's been through mental health issues, um, I've been through anxiety, I've had depression as well. I'm quite heavily depressed, um, kind of probably more diagnosed towards the latter part of my 20s although I was feeling it from quite an early age, um, you know, it's so important that we have that, especially yeah. within a, an urban community as well. Yeah. It's, you know, it's again, it's something that is a bit of a... I'm trying to remember the word I want to use now. It's a, a bit of a... Uh, not a stigma, necessarily, taboo. but taboo. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit taboo to talk about, but no, this it, it's something that it needs to be done. Yeah, especially amongst black, black men. That's, yeah. That's why it was like interesting when I made that video and I posted it because it was like, I think a lot of people just realised that you know it's not scary to speak out. Um, no. As I said yesterday at the event, like especially maybe black men, we've been so kind of sometimes wired to um, promote and push um, our strengths in regards to what we're good at, but we never we never promote our weaknesses, and it's not yeah. bad to promote your weaknesses, yeah. your vulnerability when you're hurting, when you're upset, but kind of wired that is a sign of weakness, but it's actually a strength to admit that you're... Yeah, to be vulnerable. Uh, and actually on that, I guess it kind of goes on to a nice segue into what I wanted to kind of get an idea of. So, you know, what one big thing that I want to do with Community D is to talk about subjects that I think people talk about maybe in jest sometimes, mm. or maybe they'll make a comment, but they'll go with the majority and when actually there needs to be kind of more serious conversations, not to say that it can't be uh, open, not to say there can't be humour, but more serious conversations about 
some of these issues that are really affecting us, uh, most especially within, you know, relationships, life as well, um, but in relationships. And, you know, the point you made about black men uh, with mental health and, and that sense of vulnerability really hindering them, mm. um, I think has had such a great impact in how we handle relationships. So, you know, I actually did, was trying to do some research on what, you know, mental health and relationships. And interestingly enough, there wasn't a lot of literature about it. Um, so if you think about, you know, a, a black man, for example, wanting to maybe feel a certain way, maybe he wants to be in a relationship and um, he wants to get some background as to, you know, should I be feeling like this? How do I manage that? There's not really much not, out yeah. there. I mean, how have your experiences been, I guess, maybe before you you kind of um, went through your period of, of um, like, your mental health breakdown? And then afterwards as well, how has it been in terms of that, not necessarily even relationship front, but interaction with women um and just thinking about a relationship, how does that look like okay. for you? Yeah. So I think before um, I went through, I think it was just normal, like not that it was normal, but every there was it was no consideration. You like someone, you maybe talk to them, yeah, take them out. But after, I think I was a bit more hesitant because it's either if you've seen my social media, yeah, you know what I've been through, yeah. So straight away is either a talking point or. I feel I have to address it before. Yeah. Because there may be characteristics that, to me, it it could be coping mechanisms, but to someone else, it could yeah. be like, that's a bit weird. Weird. like So it's kind of yeah. hard, because when you're suffering from someone, you can't... Mm. Someone wants to see you, how do you explain to them, oh, I'm not leaving my house. Yeah. Like, I'm having a bad day. Yeah. If someone wants to do certain things you might not like, so I think it's important to have the conversations. But for me personally... Since I've kind of recovered, there's been a few people I've spoken to, but they've known, so they've been. Yeah. But at the same time, it's kind of hard on them. So, like there was like in the there was one situation where I was talking to the person, but yeah. they never really understood why I couldn't always meet up with them. Yeah. It's not because I didn't want to. It's not because I didn't want to. It's just that there's some days where I couldn't physically go. So I think. It's it could be challenging, but I think you just have to have uh, an honest conversation. Yeah, I think it's it's like it's weird. It's like gone. I I can't really hear you again. Hello, better. Yeah, I see. I can hear myself really well, but you're low. Yeah, hello, hello. Like, I feel like we need Sh to lift up a bit. God, that's yeah, that let's way. just lift it up. No, that's that way. You're you're low. You're low. Definitely low. Hello, hello. Yeah. Better? No, no. Lift it up. Say yeah. hello. Hello. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Hello. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, yeah. That's hello. Fine. I'll sit like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, <what's> that, <laughs> don't make me laugh. So sweet. You don't know about my singing, you know. Oh, sweet. Oh. Why can I not include this? Oh. I'm going to get you to sing now. Uh, on the record. <laughs> I'm right. terrible. If you don't want your viewage to go... go <laughs> it won't. It'll go up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I think, you know... Let's... Okay. And I think, you know, it's um really important that 
you do disclose that information. I mean, it's not something I've necessarily even thought about when talking to someone. I'm kind of just like, especially because my personality is quite bubbly. Yeah. Um, and so it's not, people don't associate the depression and anxiety with me. Um, which is, it's quite interesting as well because, you know, as for you, like your, for you personally, your breakdown kind of happened when you were, um, you were on holiday and obviously you realised something was wrong. Yeah. Um, but for some, for others, um, it might have been triggered because of maybe a heartbreak or it yeah. might have been triggered because there was a trauma there. Um, so, I mean, in that instance, how do you, you know, what are your thoughts on, on how to deal with that? Because I think that's having such a massive impact on future relationships that are being had. You know, this whole culture of uh, F your ex, mm. all women are trash, all men are trash. It's it's so prominent now. And it's like, that's not even necessarily just to do with society and the fact that some of the, the societal norms have changed so that things that were a bit to be before have now come up. But it's all to do with the fact that people aren't addressing their traumas. They're not addressing things that are causing them anxiety, yeah. are causing them, you know, depression, are causing them to be self-conscious to a point that they're projecting that on other people. I mean, I mean, what are your thoughts on that and, and what could potentially be done? I think just, like, acceptance of oneself, isn't it? You have to accept that maybe you are going through stuff and get the necessary help. Because I feel... Um, it could be twofold. On one hand, someone could naturally just be a horrible person and lash out at you. But if someone's yeah. suffering and you're with them, you might be the outlet where they're allowed, they're trying to, you know, if they're suffering with their mental health you and you're always with them, unfortunately, you might be the outlet where they're always yeah. angry. You know I'm saying? upset, yeah. So yeah, I think it's hard. I feel when you're in that position, like you say, I think... There's never a right time. I can't say to someone, okay, if you're if you're healing, don't meet someone because you might meet the person of your dreams. Yeah. But I think being a process, I, I think there's a big stigma on just getting therapy. People think you have to get yeah. therapy if you're yeah. ill. Yeah. But therapy is like talking to a friend. Yeah. Um, but this friend doesn't know you, hasn't been brought up with you, so it's probably better that way. So I think it's important to deal with, you know, your issues or anything you're suffering before taking it taking it over to another relationship because then you're missing out either on an opportunity or making someone suffer. Then it starts the whole movement about F this person, F yeah. that person. And it's not, I don't think it's fair on, it, either, on either side. And I think every experience, I think it's just down to perception as well. I think we, pe as people, we go through stuff and then we make like a title, like fuck this person, fuck that person. Yeah. But just take... Just take lessons from the situation. This is it. And I think take lessons, take ownership, because yeah. sometimes you're the one that fucked up as well. It's yeah. not just, you know, the, the relationship may have broken down, but it may have been because of some of your inactions, which actually in turn might have been because of something else that's happened in your yeah. past that you haven't haven't dealt with. You know, um, quite recently, I would say, well, I say quite recently, but maybe over the past six months, I've yeah. just heard... Story after story after story, especially for my female friends, of men who are either being cowards and not just saying how it is, but because they're dealing with something else and you can see it, but they don't want to admit it. Or, you know, men who've been hurt in the past and it's yeah. completely impacting the relationship that they're trying to, to have and not understanding that, that in turn is causing an issue with... Um, 
the women that they are trying to be with, you know, and that's that's causing their, the women that they're trying to be with to also then have issues and insecurities. Yeah. You know, just to, uh, to touch on the point as well of therapy. Yeah. Now, my standpoint is every everybody needs therapy. Yeah. Every single person in this world needs therapy. And if you are listening to this pod right now and you have never considered therapy, there is one thing in your life that has triggered you to the point I believe you need therapy. Um, so seek therapy yeah uh, that and it's not it's not to say something is wrong with you yeah that's you know i think you use the perfect analogy in that your therapist is someone that is your friend that you've never met before yeah and so, it sounds it sounds crazy it's like how are they your friend that you've never met before but you know it's like your best friend isn't it without history yeah you without a history all your secrets without, without no way. thinking about it i yeah. mean i remember when i refer myself to therapy um, I was going through a very, very bad state of depression, which was actually triggered by heartbreak. Um, so I had had something with a, a partner who, um, w- which ended really, really badly. Um, and I had finally, I finally had to process that, yeah. that whole situation had ended mm. and it needed to end it wasn't healthy yeah but in having to process that i had to deal with the fact that or well, what does life look like now when someone's been in your life for a while it even if someone's been in your life for like two months i say a while but even yeah. if, if someone's been in your life long enough to have impacted it significantly and then they leave your life there's a little hole that just what well, i say little there's a hole it is definitely it, is. it could be a gaping hole in fact that this is removed so you know, I remember going to therapy and I've told my therapist things that no one in my, my friends, my family, they don't know. My therapist knows things. Because it's that... safe. It's like, it's like you have a, your, do you know what I, I see? It's like your therapist is a box, isn't it? Yeah. You can put everything it's in there Pandora's and you lock, box. It, yeah. you lock it until, because yeah. it's never, and it, you don't feel like it can ever come out. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I mean, what was your experience like in, in therapy? Um, it was good. Um, it was good. Um, it was difficult in the beginning because a lot of my therapy was not wasn't remote for it was at distance because I wasn't okay. leaving my house. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um. Luckily, I had Bupa, so the turnaround time was quite quick. Yeah. For me. Um, so that's private healthcare. Yeah, private healthcare, and yeah. then I had someone that was willing to either do Skype conversation or telephone conversations. Yeah. Which helped me because I wasn't leaving my house. Yeah. Um. So there are options as yeah, to how you do. Th- there's different options, but it was yeah. nice because then I could speak to someone. And because they know nothing about me, you know, when you speak to friends, they will bring up stuff that happened in the past. Not even a bad way. Oh, like we need the old you back. Or yeah. remember you used to be strong. Yeah. My therapist doesn't know anything about me. Yeah. So everything is what they yeah. see right there. So all the information and their judgment on me is at that moment. It's not even a judgment, but their responses. But it was nice just speaking to someone that knew nothing about me, but I could just pour out my heart to. Yeah, 100%. And I think your therapist doesn't have a bias. Yeah. You know, um, your friends and family do. And it's a natural bias yeah. because they love you, they care about you, they want the, the best for you. But that means that they, that it's very hard for your friends and families to detach their feeling towards you and their outcome and their wants for you from the advice that they give you. So they will want to advise you the best, but there will be that natural bias. Whilst yeah. your therapist doesn't necessarily have that natural bias. And even if you wanted to go a step further, there are therapists now that are very specific. So if you want to have a Christian therapist, uh, you could 
look for that if you want to have a therapist that was non non denominational. Yeah, that's the word. Yeah. So essentially one yeah. that doesn't have any type of religion, you could do that. If you want to have a black therapist, you could have that. If you want to have a therapist who um, dealt with people in particular who were within the gay community, yeah. um, you could do that. Like it very much is up to you how you tailor that and you cater that. But it's something that I think everybody needs to focus on. And, you know, again, going back to relationships, um, I remember my um, when my first pod, uh, yeah. when the first episode came out, I got my ex on. And the guy that I was talking to, like the past tense. Um, so can I ask you, was yeah. this your ex that you ended badly with? No, so this was okay. my other ex. So the ex that I ended badly with, um, at the end of my therapy session, I think I was still in a place where I thought, oh, we could be okay. But to kind of just very neatly wrap it up, there's a big story behind it, which I will never share, but to, to wrap it up, um, it wasn't healthy for me to be around him anymore. Like, you know, I no, I always say never say never in the future. And I, and I genuinely believe that everybody should make the their decisions for themselves yeah. because ultimately, if you allow someone to advise you one way and it goes left, the person will just say, well, it's your life. I just yeah. advise you, you don't have to do it. So always make your own decision for yourself. But for me, I knew for now, especially wanting to meet somebody new, yeah. I couldn't be around that. But, but Sorry, I was going to say, it's very yeah. important what you said because I think sometimes in regards to our mental health or our health in general, we yeah. don't know, We when we no, we should let go, we don't. No, we and don't. It, and it makes things, you know, it makes a things worse harder. because then we know that what we're doing is wrong, but we're riding with it and we're suffering. So yeah. sometimes it's very important Thinking to take get, control yeah. and just let go because I always see it like this. I tell people, they're like, ah, oh, like if I'm talking to friends uh, or even me personally, like I can't be without that person. But at one point I was living without them. Mm. Like they were not in my life. Fair yeah. enough, they've made a big impact. We're of not taking course. that away, but... You can you lived without them at one point, and you can. But is this making sure that you're you make that choice and know that time is the best healer? Yeah, time one hundred percent is the best healer. Um, but I mean, with with that ex, it was very much yeah. no. This this ex, um, I I personally don't feel like at the time I dated this ex, I was completely over the first one. Okay, and I think that in part impacted you know very much impacted myself. Um, my self-worth and, and we'll go on to that in a minute in terms of mental health and the things that people can do to, to really trigger yeah. that as well um but this ex like we went through our own issues which kind of added to the issues that i already mm. had which is why it was important for me to have that conversation with him um but the guy that i was well, i say i was seeing him we had a couple of days or whatever. Um, <laughs> still see, still see. <laughs> still see. Um, he was like, oh, I don't think that, I don't really take this seriously because, you know, <laughs> the exes should be exes for a reason. And I said, well, well, no, because the reason why I did it was to not even clear the air. I didn't need to do that. I'd come to my own, hmm. like, understanding of what that relationship was. I've 100% moved on from it. But there were still triggers within me that affected my future. Yeah. And that was, you know, and I saw that through therapy as well. Yeah. So that was a way for me to be able to 
to let go of that and to have an honest and open conversation. And, you know, luckily my ex was open to that because you get guys who just don't want to talk about it anymore. They want to forget the fact that yeah. they were, you know, an asshole at times. Um, but that shows growth in him, isn't it? Yeah, it shows growth yeah. in him. It shows growth in On me. On both sides. Like, oh, yeah, so 100%. For you to Because if he treated you bad, you like some people would not even want to be in the same place as that no. person. No. So. That, I mean, there was a point, and we talked about it on the pod. So, if you listen to episode one, you know, we talk about what that did. Don't worry, for guys, you. I do listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you'll kind of hear me talk about it. Yeah. But, you know, going back to the point that I was making before, um, so this guy was saying, oh, you know, I don't understand why you're doing it. And I was like, it's so important for you to address your issues. You, you do not understand how much you are carrying with you. You internalise just by the actions of other people. Um, so definitely take ownership of your own mental health, especially dealing with partners, yeah. but also be aware of how you impact others. Yeah. And, and kind of going on to that, I mean, I'm going to ask you a question, Ed. And, and I, I, I feel like I know the answer is going to be no, but I want you to be very honest okay. with me. So this is an honest, honest podcast. Um, okay. Have you ever gaslighted someone? Or have you ever um, ghosted someone? When you say get gaslighting, what do you mean? Just gas them up? No. So gaslighting, basically. So the term of gaslighting is when you make someone feel like what they're saying doesn't make sense or so for example if someone said to you i feel like you aren't really interested in me you just think i'm pretty with a big bum yeah and you're like no no it's like that but really that's how you feel you possibly, just don't want it possibly like off the top of my head i can't think of but that situation doesn't jump at me saying no yeah so oh I, you see so right? i'll be yeah. honest and say more, more than likely have you have you ghosted someone yes but not intentionally okay and so this was interesting so there was a nice girl that I met, right? Yeah. Um, when I was um go when I just started going through what I was going through. Yeah. To her, I'll I'll be known as the ghoster. I don't know, we don't really follow each other on social media no more, so she wouldn't know what I've experienced or gone through. Yeah. So but in her eyes I would have ghosted her. But yeah. in mine I was something was going on. Yeah. So I disappeared for two years. So yeah. imagine my phone was off for nearly a year. Wow. So in her eyes, she probably didn't. Yeah, because she was like, oh, let's meet up. But she didn't know that I wasn't leaving my house. So it wasn't, but I would just always find something because at that point, I wasn't open, as open as I am to talk about it now. So in her eyes, she probably think, yeah, this guy is definitely ghosted me or is just a joke. But in that situation, there's a lot going on in the background. Yeah. I'm not leaving the house and. Yeah, but I mean, in that respect, do you feel like. So I think, you know, the terminology I've used, so gaslighting, ghosting, orbiting as well. So that's basically when you are looking at someone's Instagram. Honestly, orbiters, I hate I hate them with a passion. <laughs> I've had many an orbiter in my time. So an orbiter is someone that will, like, ghost you, soft ghost you, so they're not necessarily answering you, but they will watch all your stories, they'll mm. be on your Twitter, they basically, social media-wise, their presence is still very much felt. But in, in their but, life, they're not. But in their life, you're, like, there. And then they're kind of people that they kind of move a bit like a revolving door, so they'll just try and come around every once in a while and be like, hey, oh, what's when, going when you on? post a nice picture, you see a fire emoji. Yeah, some exactly. Eyes. Yeah. <laughs> or you get the fire emoji <laughs> in your DMs. It's not even, it's not on the page. Nah, I... Honestly, if I, if that ever happens with an orbiter, I, I'm always like, 
If but, you're bad, post it on my... If you're bad, post it on my... Main on page. My page. But don't you think sometimes, like, this is funny, yeah? Don't you think sometimes when you know there's an orbiter, you post stuff on purpose and, and ho- like, knowing that they'll respond? But do you know what? That will only... That will only ever happen if there's an interest. Okay. And... Yeah. I haven't fully identified them as an orbiter. Because mm. I think, for me, one of the struggles that I have is I give a lot more... I have a there's a lot more leeway I give with guys that I'm interested in than I probably should do. And it's happened probably more recently with one or two guys that I've been interested yeah. in where they've done things and I'm just like, if this was like I need to just fix my fix up a little bit quicker because the way you're behaving is not okay. Yeah. Um but then I've also had to check myself because I was like, actually, he hasn't necessarily said he's interested in me. So again, it yeah. goes back to the point I make about someone making the first move. But- I think it's important. Like, so, but with orbiters, it could be many things, you know? Yeah. Like, they could actually like you, but not be, but not know if you like them. Do you see what I'm saying? So, yeah, but so, then that, but he, that goes back to the point I, I make. And I feel like, you know, let's take an orbiter, for example. Now, an orbiter might think that you might not like them, yeah. or I've had instances where they might have been offended with my bluntness. So I'm very, you know, I try and be very straightforward. Yeah. I don't, I don't like, uncertainty yeah. it makes me feel very uncomfortable because i don't lie, i'm a little bit i can be a bit of a control freak but i feel also uncertainty breeds um a lot of loopholes mm. and when you breed loopholes especially within relationships yeah. or let me say relationships especially within dating that's when things go wrong that's when you can cause someone a mental issue because you know the, what i want to say before was that when you look at these types of um behaviors they have a great impact you know again if i speak about the women that i've I've, you know spoken to over the last couple of i'll probably say over the last year like a lot of them have gotten insecurities kind of projected onto them because of men behaving like this so you know even a guy that might say well i don't know she was into me or actually Mm. she did something that's a bit funny it's like if they did something that's a bit funny you don't necessarily you don't necessarily have to say, oh, you do something that's a bit funny, so I'm not talking to you anymore. Yeah. I'm not saying ghost, but the girl too should use her common sense that yeah, actually. Yeah, but it's when nothing has happened and maybe they're not sure, grow some balls. I mm. mean, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? Like, I guess your guy friends, what what behaviours do you see them do? And, you know, what, like, in, in that respect, what behaviours have you seen them do? And what do you feel like can be done to tackle it? Like, give us the male perspective on this. In regards to just approaching females. Well, no, in regards to when guys ghost or when they orbit or when they gaslight and they kind of behave in, in a way that just can cause mental health issues or anxiety or, you know, insecurity. I think there's a lot's going on. So, like, to be honest, out of my close social group, a lot of my friends are married. So they're... Okay, they're, ah, good boy. So they're, they're out of the game. So I've got some good examples Ladies, to... if you want to uh, help Ed get into that... <laughs> Ed's looking at me like, oh my God, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I was like, the change of voice. So the ad, advert time, advert yeah, time, advert commercial time. time. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so a lot of so you have got married. So I've got some good examples, but the ones that, you know, just from experiences, there's a lot going on because, you know, like... Talking to guys or be like, or just me as a guy, it's not always that you're go. To be honest, it could be blunt. You could ghost him because you no longer care. You 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 could have other interests. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. You could, you know. But do you not feel like they need to like? You don't have to say you have other interests, but it's like, 
oh, there's a meme that I've seen which is flipping hilarious. And it, I mean, I'm not expecting that to happen, but it's like, do you know what I mean? The guy basically writes the letter saying, oh, the woman's a harlot. Like, now, yeah. obviously the woman, you know, I'm not saying my friends are harlots, but mm. even if it's just a kind of a, you know what, where I'm at right now, it's not, my head is not 100% there. It's not with you. It's up to you what you choose to do with that. Yeah. Now, that sounds quite harsh, and I'm not saying to say it like that, but I feel like, me, like, even in that scenario where you're yeah. like, I'm not sure, I've got other interests, like, at least give the woman an option. What is this issue with confrontation that guys don't want to deal with when it comes to dating? Because maybe they just, they just probably just feel they just want to peaceful life isn't it they want to argue but, okay so, but, but but then at the same time also yeah. i just feel like you said there should be communication but if you're comfortable with someone yeah and you've got other options and this is down to the whole thing about are you exclusive or not this is where the conversation should come because i feel like if there's nothing that's been put in place technically you're within your right to talk to other people of course but it has to be communicated. I think it's fair. But at the same time, if you're not exclusive and it's not, you're not to that person, do you have to disclose that information? That's another question. You're right. So you don't... So what I'm saying is not so much you have to disclose if you choose to, to move oh, on but with just someone ghost. else. But disclose to the person that it ain't you, boo. Like, I don't okay. want yeah. to talk to you anymore. And I'm saying that there are... I'm not going to say all guys. Again, we don't do general yeah. generalizations on this pod, but there are a lot of guys who will just ghost. They will ghost, and in ghosting, they're not understanding that that mental health issue, yeah. especially around anxiety. I know for me, like a part of my anxiety, I'm not going to say all, but a part of it was triggered by my past relationships, but also guys that I had talked to and dated and. They just ghosted me. Um, and you know, all I wanted was, hey, it's just, I don't see yeah. myself being with you. It's like, they don't want to deal with the repercussions of, it's not the action, it's the reaction. Like you said, they want yeah. a peaceful life, but should I, your peaceful life be at the expense of... Of no one else. But you've got to think sometimes, some people are selfish. Yeah. So you feel just going quiet. Some people think, by them acting like that, that's their communication with you. Do you see what I'm saying? Though? How do we nip that in the bud, though? Because that that's no. such a big problem. I yeah, think. but like, do you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. people, and how we we just have to, like you say, take ownership and be grown about the way we act. Like if you don't like someone, so you don't talk like them. to your boys. Tell them take ownership and be grown because it's right. In you know, in all seriousness, it's it's really it has such a big impact and. Fine, you might get some women who, and I, you know, to be fair, I can only speak for the women in my mm. life. I'm not to say not to say that women don't do this to men as well. It works both ways, mm. but more often it's happened with men that have behaved like that. Mm. It, it definitely for me, I'm confident in saying that it happens more with men because women are. Not to say better at communication, but emotionally have the intelligence to understand, actually, I need to tell this guy this ain't working. Do you know what I mean? There's a there's a little a little bit more sensitivity, at least with the group of 
uh, mm. people, this pe- group of people that I surround myself with, it can differ, differ for different types, but they have a little bit more sensitivity so they will communicate whilst the guys don't. Um, and it's it has such a big impact on, you know, someone's behaviour and, 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 and um, how they feel about themselves going forward. And, and that responsibility is on the guy as well. It, yeah. it is on you. It's on like, both parties. But I think as much as we say like there's situations obviously you guys don't um but i think it comes on both ways because girls could ghost as well but i just feel like there's men that will tell you as well i don't like you i'm seeing someone else not my there type are, but i so, think i think more people i'm yeah. even gonna say I, I speak like i said i speak for myself and as a man mm. i want to kind of get your perspective but i feel you know to in, in fairness to genders more people should communicate a lot yeah. better about not necessarily I want to end this. It's not an easy conversation to have. Yeah. I've had it before and I remember I used to be a massive advocate of it and then I started doing it. I was like, okay, right, I need to switch up the way in which mm. I'm an advocate of this. But just saying this is where I'm at, please make a decision on your behalf. Yeah. You know, I've had a conversation where I've pretty much just said, um, this is where my head is at. I'll be honest with you, like, if you want to wait, mm. okay, but this is where my head is at, so it might take a bit longer than you anticipate. But if you want to move on, I can understand that. That's up to you what you want to do. Mm. For me, that's, I feel like I'm giving you enough to just, to make a decision for yourself, Yeah. but I'm not necessarily, you know, causing... I'm not necessarily trying to be rude about it. I'm I'm being honest about my feelings and where I'm at, like, you know. And it, again, it gives the other person a decision as to what to do. Now, if you decide you want to hang about and things go left and they meet yeah. someone else, that's on you. But that's a decision that you have made, so you have no one else to blame. But then when you're not even having it communicated, then you don't know how to deal with it. You don't know how to process it because you don't even know what happened in the first place. You don't yeah. know why it went left. And so people can, they can internalise. Mm. They can make it about themselves. It can cause a mental health issue. They can exter- make it external. So again, you get that F your ex mentality. And like, you know, they then project that on other relationships yeah. that they go on. Um, you know, and, it, and I appreciate that some people, like you were saying about peace of mind, some people, that reaction that they will get in being honest is that the person is that crazy then you know that wasn't the person for you in yeah. the first place but it's it's just taking that chance that when things go left you took a chance it didn't quite work yeah. out okay yeah. Yeah. on to the next one but you know you've left that situation it's a closed book it's a closed book and actually you've left it where everyone's mentality is intact or yeah. you've tried to at least you know alleviate that as much as possible yeah. I just think that's so important because it it has other effects it impacts other things that in our lives that you know maybe a bad relationship could trigger a childhood trauma and then all of that it comes back it comes back yeah so i think people just need to be more open in their conversation yeah i think sometimes in silence people believe that that's communication in regards to okay, if I don't say anything, she should pick up or he should pick up yeah. that are no longer. And some people do that and they naturally they think that if I go quiet, then they will move on because they don't want to have the difficult conversations. Yeah. So I think maybe just a point for everyone is just be honest, you know? Yeah. Just, just be honest. Have that Have that difficult conversation. 
You have to. I think the other person will respect you more. In the moment, yeah. In the moment, they won't. No, no. And do you know what? That's such a good point. In the moment, they I won't. know there are times I'm like, yeah, useless. Your whole family's useless. I can't deal with you. Absolute piece of shit. But I'm like, in hindsight, I'm like, if we had stayed together, yeah. if you hadn't have been honest with me, I would have been. I would have been so unhappy. Yeah, like I've got someone from school days. Um, I think I went out. I was in a relationship, broke up, and then I went out with this girl. But that same day we started going, I knew it wasn't right, so I told her we, we broke up. Right. So years later, this is what when we're in college, maybe seventeen. Well, what thirty one, thirty, maybe about a couple of years ago, she said to me like, "I was upset and angry with you then, but looking back on it, I'm happy because." I explained to her, I'm not in the right space. I've just got a relationship. But like I'm saying, in the moment, she wasn't happy. But in the long run, she's yeah. realised this was best because I could have just ended up hurting her. Yeah. So sometimes you've got to realise, okay, if this is happening now, maybe just let me see how it play out. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to it's be. It's meant to be. This then is it. when you're both in the right place, you may meet up again. But in the moment, sometimes it's time is everything. Yeah. And you may have met... The person for you, but you just met them at the wrong time. At the wrong time. Hindsight definitely has 2020 vision. And, and I'm a very firm believer that what is yours will not elude you. Definitely what is not. yours will not. It, it might take a little bit longer. Maybe you need to work on yourself a bit more. Maybe they need to work on themselves a little bit more. But pray about it. Mm. Take that time for yourself. Work on yourself. Like we are never finished products. And if you ever think you're a finished product, then you're not, you're doing yourself an injustice. So yeah. work on yourself and make sure it's all, it's all, all great there, there, there. Yeah. It says he can sing, so I'm trying to think if I, I'm trying to find a way no, to no, work. We're not, we're not, we're not doing this. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll send my price list <laughs> for the next time. Swear down. Swear down. Okay. Okay. So we're going to wrap up now. Yeah. Um, we're going to go into the last of kind of the final part okay. of the pod. So I'm going to hand the floor over to you, Ed. Yeah. Um, and I just basically want to just give you an opportunity to give some advice. So, you know, based on what you see around you today, kind of looking out, um, it could be to relationships. It could just be to do in, with life in general. Okay. What advice would you give to... Dr. Our... Edwin section. Yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Wow! See how, see how your to, voice changed. That's oh. it. I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, my advice um, in regards to everything. So, maybe it'd be more targeted at mental health. Um, I feel the mind's a twofold thing. On the one side, it could be, you know, a beautiful tool of creation. We're all creatives in one way or another. But then on the other hand, it could be a deadly weapon of, like, mass destruction. Yeah. So I think we've got to really tr- make a choice on whether we will allow our mind to be something destructive or, you know, um, be something creative. And at any point, there's a thin line between the two. So m- me saying that, put yourself first. I think we're so used to putting other f- others first and not truly looking after ourselves. As we mentioned, if you're not feeling a certain way, know that you're not the only one that's experienced what you've experienced. Um, you are not alone there's services there's people out there willing to support you seek their help but before seeking the help I, I believe that you need to just accept acceptance doesn't mean you're accepting what you're going through and then that's it is accepting it and releasing the power it has over you then you can move forward so my advice is if anyone out there is suffering um know you are enough know there's so much more for you um whatever you're going through is just happening in the moment 
and it does seem it does sound cliche but there is a light at each tunnel um and even just use my example i went from not leaving the house not being able to be around people to being here now sitting with you know the beautiful madame to my left <laughs> talking about everything love but um but it just shows that there's growth in everything so just know that t- basically time is the best healer sometimes you just got to allow time to take its course and yeah just try and be the best version of yourself and put yourself forward if you need help tr- please try and seek it um and let's support each other i know um you know we're People complain so much about how deadly social media is mm. on, you know, yeah. um, us. But social media brings situations like this or different types of platforms. So really use what's around you and don't be afraid to reach out because you'll be surprised there's so much people willing to help. Or even don't be surprised to tell your friends or speak to your friends. Um, and if they're right for you, um, they'll stick around. If not, then you could just take it as you know, you've learned something from it and move on gracefully. Yeah. And I think that not just applies in friendship, but also applies in relationships Everything, as well. Yeah. yeah. Some really great advice. Ed, and I'm so happy that you came on. I think this is such an important topic to talk about. I'm sure it's something we'll explore even further um, later on in Community Depot. But I'm, yeah. I'm really happy that you kind of opened up that door yeah. uh, within the pod. Um, so just before we, we kind of sign off, um, do you like to share your socials, share a bit about um, Reset and when it happens? Yeah, so Reset happened on a monthly basis. Um, so if you follow us on Instagram at Reset, R-E-S-E-T underscore M-H, um, there will be updates on our monthly events and our weekly, fit- our weekly fitness sessions. But if you wanted to meet up um, to speak on a one-to-one level, as I mentioned, Nando's will cover the cost of the food. Um, just reach out to me and, um, yeah, we can book a time at, you know, suitable for you. And if you want to follow me personal, personally, just to see my singing videos. And, and see if he's handsome, <laughs> see if he's eligible <laughs> and all the like. Is, um, at ED underscore DU2. Okay, cool. Um, well, as always, um, you can follow me on, um, uh, Instagram. It's life about Spanx. That's S P. A-N-X-S on Twitter. It's Life W-O Spanx. Um, and yes, as I said before, at the beginning of the pod, um, please use the hashtag CommunityDPod on Instagram, on Twitter. Please share your thoughts. I'm sure there'll be quite a lot um, on this particular episode. And really looking forward to um, hearing your feedback on this. So thank you very much, Ed. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. And this has been another episode of Community Depot. Oh, yeah. <laughs>